This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices? I don't have to show you any stinking vices! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right. Welcome to a Friday, everybody. I'm glad you've tuned in. What are you guys pointing at? What, me? what I do? I got some... Do I got something hanging right here? Look, right? No? I'm just asking. The folks behind the glass today are having a lot of fun at my expense, folks. Which is okay. Which, you know what? I actually put on a nice shirt, and these are my good jeans. I only wear these, like, once a month. Ah, uh, look good? Is that your, what are you telling me? Look good? Yeah? Shema, that's kind of creepy. Seriously. Are you telling me that? Come on. <laughs> Welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show, everybody. I'm glad you tuned in. Telephone numbers 800-288-WBAP. 800-288-9227. You know what's funny? The headlines from the leader of the basket of bias, CNN. Trump says he's under investigation. Trump has no way of knowing. The Washington Post has no way of knowing. The New York Times has no way of knowing if the investigation that is being conducted is legitimate. If it's a legitimate investigation, nobody should know about it. Just FYI. We'll get more on that coming up. Telephone number again is 800-288-WBAP. Get in touch with the show on Facebook, The Chris Salcedo Show. On Twitter, at Chris Salcedo TX. Flavors. What did I say? What? What did I say? Did I say the wrong number? This is the blaze. Did I say the wrong number? No, you said WBAP. Oh, you know what? It was bound to happen sooner or later. I was going to get the wrong phone number in. So just forget what I just said. (laughs) 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. Folks, it's bound to happen. When you do three radio shows, you're going to get a a different phone number in there on occasion. Uh, 888-900-3393 here for The Blaze if you want to go in right now. Uh, You're going to be disappointed if you call the other number. (laughs) I'll just... Well, no, no. I mean... A pal of mine is working there right now, but I'm just, it won't be me. That's what I meant. If you're, if you're wanting to talk to me, maybe curse me out, then you'll be disappointed. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. A social media, uh, The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook. Twitter is at Chris Salcedo TX. Theblaze.com. Go there in the channel section, find The Chris Salcedo Show. Theblaze.com slash radio for on uh, right now listening as we're going live. 
If you want to listen live too, you can go to the Blaze Radio smartphone app, the iHeart Radio app as well. On-demand listening, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. So let's do the uh, let's do the flip around, and we'll start off with the aforementioned CNN. See what they're talking about. Stories attributed to anonymous officials, particularly when they do not identify the country, let alone the branch or agency of government with which the alleged sources supposedly are affiliated. I, this is kind of out of out of the blue. We don't know exactly where, what the context of this. When you saw it, what were you thinking? Well, what I was thinking is there are a lot of stories about the ongoing investigation, whether it be the special counsel or whether it be investigations going on elsewhere uh, that uh, have not been pleasing to anybody. In yeah, uh, Rod Rosenstein put out a rather cryptic tweet today. And in that tweet, he was saying, you know, you folks have got to be cautious. you got to be cautious when you're uh, hearing reports about investigations f and unnamed anonymous sources are used for these stories. And I think that's true, but Rosenstein said, yeah, because the Washington Post and the New York Times didn't identify where these people are from, what country they're from. Uh, I mean, I, introducing the possibility that the New York Times and the Washington Post are their sources are foreign governments. Now, I'm not sure how true that is, but there's every bit of possibility there of veracity that there is reading anything that is put into print by the Washington Post or the New York Times. Right. And, and let me put it a different way, because I think we've said this in, in one form or fashion over the last couple of days. James Comey said that the Washington Post and the New York Times were 100% completely wrong about his investigations. That their, their stories were bogus. They were fake news. And James Comey confirmed that. So then, so, so then CNN, upon hearing that, says, okay, we're going to ignore that. And then here comes something else the Washington Post puts out. I mean, if, if you have a news source that continually lies or prints falsehoods, why would you take anything they print with a grain of salt? I mean, if today the Washington Post came out and said that Donald Trump was exonerated, I don't think I'd believe it. Because it's the Washington Post. It's the New York Times. They don't, they, they get it wrong, and they get it wrong a lot. By the way, a lot of the uh, cable channels are awaiting an update on Congressman Scalise, when he's, when you see these doctors step up to the podium, we'll um, try to bring that to you live if we are in, in programming. Let's go over to uh, MSNBS, see what they're chatting about. We'll see, I'm booking a ticket, reserving an Airbnb, reserving a hotel, and going to Cuba. Psychologically, Americans were finally coming to the conclusion it's okay to go to Cuba. And the message today, which was filled with ideology, emotion, um, and everything else you could characterize uh, the, the scene in Miami, the message that it sends is you can't go to Cuba. You're going to be audited. You're going to have people tracking you down, um, and you're going to get in trouble. So that's going to kill the man. Alec? Well, that's good news. Yeah, that, that's good news. And that's a great message. If you go to Cuba and your American dollars are being used to prop up a regime that kills its political opposition, I think that's a good thing. You know, here's a guy on MSNBS saying, hey, this, this sends the wrong message. This sends a message that uh, going to Cuba is a bad thing. Yeah, it is. 
because President Obama wanted to make sure a failing communist regime was propped up and uh, that they were continued, they'd be continued to, uh, allowed to continue putting their boot on the necks of their people. And I, for one, think that's reprehensible. Now, of course, the leftists over at MSNBS, what do they care about the people? All they care about is, uh, just like Obama, are the communists doing well? Are the, uh, uh, are the sadists who run that government, are they doing well? Can the Castros and their families, can they continue to smoke their cigars while they stifle free speech? Maybe go up and beat up a couple of women who are wearing white dresses in the streets, you know, for speaking out against the oppression down there. Hey, that's a great idea. Is it an MSNBC? Let's go kick the crap out of some women because we're communists. And let's make sure our American taxpayer dollars support that crap. Sure. Okay if you're the Obama administration, but apparently not okay if you're the Trump administration. So it ends. It stops. The American people do not support totalitarian regimes. At least we shouldn't. You know what I think Trump's next step ought to be is to turn his attention on to Iran. Because our taxpayer money's been sent over there. Well, it's already been spent. Down payment to Hezbollah so they can blow up some more Jews. Isn't that great? It's, uh, It's very sad, ladies and gentlemen what we are having to endure the years, the intervening months after the occupation of the Oval Office of Barack Obama. Let's uh, get over to Fox really quick. Chris Wallace speaking now. General Rod Rosenstein, he said that he had decided to do that before he even met with the Attorney General and with Rod Rosenstein. So it, it, it just seems curious and it just seems that it would be a lot smarter for him he certainly has the right to do it but it would be a lot smarter for him to just stop talking about this particular issue not saying he can't talk about health care or taxes or other things this is a very sensitive issue and i think most lawyers would say don't talk any more than you need to well and aside from the lawyers the american people have said that what they want and and the reason why they elected him is to concentrate on the things that matter to their lives so i mean this is a huge shiny object that's distracting everybody at this point no doubt the trump side wants it to go away but i hear you saying that the attorneys would prefer if he'd stop commenting on it i i want to talk a little bit if we yeah that's not trump's nature The president of the United States, if he feels like he's being railroaded, is not going to sit down and shut up and take it. It's now that might be to his detriment. And I'm willing to I'm willing to acquiesce to that fact that it's probably not a good idea to be tweeting out as much as he's tweeting out about this kind of stuff. But can anybody I mean, his latest tweet was calling this a witch hunt and pointing out the double standard of how Hillary Clinton did far worse than Donald Trump is accused of. And by the way, he's not being accused of collusion anymore. Did you guys hear that? The collusion talk is all but gone. Now they're concentrating on obstruction of justice. And according to the Washington Post and the New York Times, uh, Donald Trump's being investigated for obstruction of justice. But the, the fact of the matter is, we don't know. Donald Trump said, I'm being investigated. He doesn't know. And as I said off the top of the program, if you 
are commenting on what is going on in an investigation, it says one of two things. It says either, number one, the investigation is being run rather poorly, and I'll be talking more about that uh, on the program today, or there's a whole bunch of people talking out of their rear ends. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. And I think as the Washington Post and the New York Times have proven, have demonstrated, have been confirmed by the likes of James Comey, I think it's the latter. I think there are a lot of people who are talking out of their rear ends, their rear ends, who do not like Donald Trump and they will say anything and they know that these shrubs over the Post and the Times will print anything so long as it hurts Donald Trump. I'll be back in a minute. It's the Salcedo Show on The Blaze. Keep up with The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm going to try to read from this uh, this article about what Trump did today. Of course, it's pulling up on Fox, and everything at Fox uh, has a playing component. So it's a, and I'm pulling it up on a laptop because we're in a different studio today, and I'm just waiting for the ad to pop up so I can mute the dang thing, and then I can talk to you guys about what I'm trying to talk about here. Uh, President Trump speaking at a Miami theater associated with Cuban exiles announced today that he is nixing his predecessor's quote one-sided deal with communist nation. Moving to restrict individual travel to the island, crack down on the flow of U.S. cash to the Cuban military and demand key reforms in Havana. Which tells you what was going on with the previous administration, which was Obama, let me be clear, let's get some cash over there to Cuba so they can uh, give it to the military, so they can uh, squash their people. Let me be clear. Uh, it was insane. And, and we're supposed to believe that party is full of a bunch of humanitarians who care about what happens to people? No, they don't. All they want to do is... Uh, have a government that lords over people. Because at at bottom, doesn't liberalism assume everybody's stupid? Isn't that what liberalism does? That only smart people in government are capable of running your life because you're too stupid to do it. So we've got to... Uh, we got to do all manner of things to, to rein you in. Oh, uh, hold on, folks. Let's go out over to... Um, where is this? MedStar Washington Hospital. They're giving an update on Steve Scalise. Listen in. And blood vessels. 
I understand he was awake on scene, but by the time he was transported by helicopter to the MedStar Trauma Center, he was in shock. My partners, Dr. Tony Shiflett and Dr. Christine Trankium, saw him in the trauma center with uh, the other doctors and nurses there. Uh, they treated him there and quickly brought him to the operating room where we performed surgery. In the operating room, he was in critical condition and received many units of transfused blood for ongoing hemorrhage from multiple locations. Uh, he received truly amazing anesthesia care from Dr. Eric Skolnick and Dr. Scott Frank. Due to their great work, we were able to get him through that procedure and we then took him to the radiology suite where he underwent an additional procedure by Dr. Arshad Khan to further control bleeding. From there, we went to the intensive care unit uh, where he got additional care under the direction of Dr. Chadi Abwasili, and he remains in the ICU today. Yesterday, Dr. Trankium and I did an additional operation, and Dr. Robert Golden, our director of orthopedic trauma, did an operation to repair a broken bone in his leg. The congressman's status remains critical. We are encouraged by improvement in his condition over the last 36 hours. We have controlled the internal bleeding and his vital signs have stabilized. He will require additional operations to manage abdominal injuries and other bone injuries. Predicting the length of his hospital stay is difficult today. Presumably it will be easier in some days when more time has passed and we have more information. After he leaves the hospital, he will require a period of healing and of uh, rehabilitation. On behalf of the MedStar trauma team, I want to thank the special agents on the scene as well as the first responders for everything that they did for those shooting victims. We are all well aware here at the MedStar Washington Hospital Center of all that those folks did to save these people. We here salute their commitment, their dedication, and their skill. I can answer a few questions, but as Donna said, uh, it's possible that we will not be able to answer all the questions due to privacy concerns. Dr. Sofa, just a, a factual question here. You described multiple procedures. There's been some confusion on, on from them because many of us are not medical professionals. What is the fair assessment of how many surgeries he had? He had? You talk about him going in and out. Of yeah. So what's the best way to characterize these procedures and how many? Well, I, it, there's actually a bit of semantic confusion there, and I leave it to you how to characterize. I think the reason for the semantic confusion is he went from an operation to a procedure that I mentioned in interventional radiology. Uh, typically, we don't call that an operation or a surgery, although really uh, it has many similarities. There's anesthesia, and, uh, and in many ways it, rep it uh, resembles an operation. So let's just summarize it by saying that Steve Scalise has been put through the ringer by a crazed left-wing kook who decided to exact some some measure of, I don't know, revenge for victory on the Republican Party. Uh, I don't want to rehash what I've been talking about the last couple of days and about what this man said and who was influencing him and what he believed, but Steve Scalise is in, in a lot worse shape than we all thought he was going to be in, so... I think uh, uh, prayers are and, and good thoughts are definitely needed for the congressman. And you heard the doctor say there was there is no time frame that he could give to get uh, to get Scalise released, much less 
back into normal operation. What does that mean for the operation of the House of Representatives and the Republican and the Republican Party? Uh, that that might be a, a bad thing. It might be a good thing if if Steve Scalise and his struggles to recover. I don't know. Uh, institute some civility or a reminder there needs to be civility. So we'll keep all that in mind. Uh, guys, I'm seeing uh, at least my phone line in here is lighting up, so that means we've got calls waiting, so we'll try to get to those. I'll get a little more in-depth on what Donald Trump said about Cuba today and what's going on. And plus, this show, we talked to Congressman Kevin Brady of the Powerful Ways and Means Committee about your taxes, how much money's coming out of your pocket, about Obamacare, about, hey, you think this country might get back to a budget ever again? Is that possible? So, um, and Ellie, this this equipment, I, I, there is somebody on the line, right? That, I, I am seeing somebody. All right, I'm, it's a little different in the studio, folks. I'm just getting acclimated. It's cool. Things change. I'll be back in a couple of minutes. After these fine messages from our fine sponsors on the Blaze Radio Network. The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. Yes, there were some folks waiting on the phone. Telephone number, by the way, if, if I can get the right one. 800, uh, no, trip, see, 809, look, I got, it's not 800, it's, it's 888 This is the one that Cal, this is what Cal left me. It says 800 on it. <laughs> Nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Let's go to Rich in White Plains. Hey, Rich, welcome to the Salcedo Show. Chris, Chris, put your tinfoil hat on. You're oh. being you're being sabotaged. I know, right? It's a- <laughs> 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 What's going on this fine Friday, my man? I I I'm wondering if you were hearing what I was hearing after the shooting at the ball field. Um, they, they were they kept replaying. You know, the talking heads. I was listening to a bunch of them. They kept replaying Ron. Rand Paul's quote. Are you are you familiar with what he said about what happened? It wasn't it wasn't a long quote. He said, "If it wasn't for the D.C. police, we you know uh, it would have been a massacre." Would have been a massacre. Yeah, I, I, okay. I think we echo the sentiments too, and it seems about okay. right. But but why was I hearing? And I could swear. And, and you let me know. I was hearing from people on the left saying. Even pro-gun advocate Rand Paul had this to say, as if his statement were anti-gun. That's what I was hearing. And uh, well, where were you hearing that from? Chances are it's CNN or MSNBS or the other biased news outlets. That's just it. They'll take a quote, and and they're getting so um, deranged that they'll take an obvious you know, quote that obviously means something and say it, it means something else. I, I mean, Rand Paul was obviously referencing the fact that, that if there wasn't anybody there 
with with any weapons. It, it would have been a massacre, and that you know more people should be carrying. And you know, then I heard two ex-military guys who were there, and they were talking about how their first instinct, you know, because it brought them back to when they were serving, that their first instinct was to go for their weapon, but there was no weapon to go for. Right, because they were they were faced with this conundrum, and I, and we were talking about this with Larry Pratt yesterday, I believe, uh, where, you know, these guys were going out to practice, and they were going to go right from practice there in Alexandria, Virginia, where it's perfectly fine to, to conceal carry, and then go into Washington, D.C., and they would they didn't want to go all the way home, drop off their gun, and then go to work. So they decided to be there unarmed, those who were authorized to carry firearms. Um, you know what, I, Rich, I, I know what you're talking about. And again, I, I don't watch these biased news networks, so I, don't, I, I usually listen to them after the fact. But here's what I suspect happened, because I, I don't doubt anything you're saying. And this is what happens with the progressive who happens to be a person that's in the press, in the biased press. They hear uh, a story like this and they say, well, you know what? Uh, this just makes me feel uncomfortable. And I bet you that's going to make our audience feel uncomfortable. This whole idea of guns saving the day. So what we're going to do is we're either going to a spin it to where a pro-gun sentiment is actually an anti-gun sentiment, or we're just going to ignore the pro-gun and uh, how the guns save the day aspect of the story, because they they they, they really they, they feel like this. There's something politically incorrect about talking about your right to defend yourself, and so they will. And, and I'm talking about these twenty-something know-nothings that that populate these uh the nation's newsrooms so so chris if, if you could clarify something for me with the where they were having the practice was it a gun-free zone i mean was it illegal to carry or was it legal to carry my understanding in, in alexandria virginia and in the state of virginia uh those laws are just about as permissive for your right of self-defense as texas if not, if not, in some cases, more so. I, I remember a buddy of mine that was moving from New York down to Virginia when I was doing news down there, and I, we, were, we were technically in, in Washington, D.C., but I was living in Virginia. So he moved to Virginia, and he remember, I remember him, he was coming from New York, where, of course, you've got you've to uh, give them your blood type and your first child if you want to possess a weapon, right? Yeah. Um, and so he walks up to a police officer and says to the officer, excuse me, officer, I've got these three guns I'm bringing in from New York. Uh, and the officer looks at him and says, yeah, so. <laughs> so that's that's how they are. And I, and I do believe that that baseball field was was completely open for individuals to conceal carry. Oh, well, you know something? It may make, uh, you know, like I said, the, the, the ex-military um, people who were there who said, they wanted to reach for their weapon. Maybe they might start reconsidering, you know, uh, carrying one in their gym bag or where they go. I mean, you know, it's hard to carry it while you're in your, you know, uh, practice clothing, you know, that type of thing. Uh, but um, I, I thought I thought it was D.C. I know D.C. Yeah, Chris, that, right. Is, yeah, that's that's completely out of bounds. D.C. is it prohibits uh, any any uh, mode of self defense. Again, it's just as bad as New York or Chicago. You've got to bribe some politician, pay off a whole bunch of people, and then you can defend yourself. Um, 
you're right. And, and, and I think it was McCall. Yeah, it was Congressman McCall. I don't know if you heard the interview. Rich, uh, he came on and said, yeah, this is this is going to reignite that debate after Gabby Giffords about lawmakers being able to to, to pack uh, to pack heat. And I asked Larry Pratt about it yesterday from Gun Owners of America. And he said, well, not just not just lawmakers, everybody, everybody in the District of Columbia should be able to protect themselves. It's a constitutional right. Mm-hmm. So um, that's how, that's well, when we left that conversation. OK. All right, Chris. All right, man. Thanks for the call. Rich in White Plains. If it applies, Rich, happy Father's Day. I hope all goes well for you. Telephone numbers, 888-900-3393-888-900-3393. By the way, Kevin Brady is coming up on the Chris Salcedo Show uh, next hour. And I wrote an op-ed that uh, the congressman knows about and will be published later today right on theblaze.com. And it's about what we're going to be talking with Kevin Brady about tax reform. If I can get into some of this before we bring him on, I will, because I think it's important. And if not, uh, you'll be able to read about it later on theblaze.com after our interview with Kevin Brady. But back to Cuba, if I can, and what President Trump did today. Well, stopping short of a full reversal of Obama's wrong, no, I'm adding some things here, of Obama's wrong-headed pro-communist policies. Trump said he would challenge Cuba to come back to the table with a new agreement. Quote, effective immediately, I'm canceling the last administration's completely one-sided deal with Cuba. Trump told a cheering crowd. Trump cast his announcement Friday as the fulfillment of a campaign pledge to turn back former resident Barack Obama's diplomatic outreach to the communist brutal dictators who rule with an iron fist over Cuba. <laughs> that was my, <laughs> that was my addition uh, to that. I keep my promises, Trump said. And now that I am your president, America will expose the crimes of the Castro regime. Uh, I heard, though I can't confirm this, maybe, can you guys in there confirm this? Uh, Justin Trudeau was heard shedding a tear when he heard about how much money the communists would not be getting from the Americans in Cuba. Can, no, Ellie, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you guys remember, Justin, Justin Trudeau, the prime minister of Canada, remember how he, he heaped effusive praise on the brutal dictators of Cuba when uh, Fidel Castro died. Justin Trudeau, a communist wannabe, right now a socialist up there in, in Canada, couldn't, have a, couldn't say enough great things about a man who kills his political opposition. That's how left-wing extremists roll, folks. Uh, a cornerstone of the new policy is to ensure Americans traveling to Cuba only support private businesses and services, banning financial transactions with the dozens of enterprises run by the military-linked corporation down in Cuba. Trump administration also says it will strictly enforce the 12 authorized categories allowing American citizens to travel to Cuba, banning one particular type of travel known as individual people-to-people trips seen as ripe for abuse by would-be tourists. Most U.S. travelers to Cuba will again be required to visit the island as part of organized tour groups run by American companies. Obama eliminated the tour requirement, allowing tens of thousands of Americans to book solo trips and spend their money with individual bed and breakfast owners. 
restaurants, and taxi drivers. The rules also require a day-long schedule of activities designed to expose the travelers to ordinary <laughs> to ordinary Cubans. Trump focused his speech Friday on the crimes and misdeeds of the Castro government, saying his administration would not hide from it. He accused the regime of harboring cop killers, hijackers, and terrorists while casting the policy changes as meant to encourage a free Cuba. With God's help, Trump said, a free, Cu- a free Cuba is what we will soon achieve. Uh, great words uttered by the president, and I am glad for this. This is a step in the right direction. Uh, unlike the previous administration, the United States of America should not be in the business of rewarding cold, calculating killers in a communist regime. I'll be back in a minute. You have any comments? 888-933-93, 888-900-3393. It's the Salcedo Show on The Blaze. This is the Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network. The Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze Radio Network. All right, coming up, folks, my interview with uh, Congressman Kevin Brady. I'll give it a little bit of a preview here in a second. Also today, I told you yesterday I was going to get into this whole propriety issue of of Mueller and his ability to lawfully pres- uh, uh, be in charge of these proceedings, the special counsel, to, to actually preside as special counsel over these investigations. There is good legal opinion out there that says that Mr. Mueller is disqualified from being the special counsel. And we'll get into all of that coming up. Meantime, uh, let me read some of the op-ed. I'm not going to read all of this. Uh, but I will give you guys a flavor of what I'm going to be talking with Kevin Brady about. And the op-ed will be up later today at theblaze.com so you can read it in its entirety. Uh, it's been 31 years, writes your liberty-loving Latino, since the Congress and the president worked together to reform the unfair and massive United States tax code. President Trump has made tax reform a critical priority for his administration with a goal of creating a simpler and lower tax rate for individuals and corporations. This goal will only be achieved through individuals, uh, through rather the hard work of Congressman Kevin Brady. Mr. Brady is the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee, the powerful tax writing committee that will shape, write, and control nearly every aspect of the upcoming congressional tax proposals. Like a guide leading an expedition through the wilderness, Brady will help Washington navigate the hazards that typically arise when politicians finally attempt to take a hack at the massive, outdated code. And you guys have heard me talk about this. Let me stop the op-ed here for a minute. You guys have heard me talk about how big this code is. Over 75,000 pages. It's an insult. The tax code that has been gifted to us by our alleged leaders in Washington, in Washington D.C. is an insult to the American people. Uh, a little further down the op-ed, Brady is going to face some difficult decisions. He's pledged to bring about a simpler, fairer tax code that protects taxpayers, not special interests, and helps America compete to win. To accomplish that goal, he'll need to take on everyone from the president, members of Congress, and hordes of lobbyists that are gearing up for this fight. He'll preserve only, uh, persevere rather, only if he remains focused 
on the people who truly matter, the hardworking people of the United States. In Washington parlance, a pay-for is essentially tax increase to pay for a tax cut or a loss of revenue. In many ways, pay-fors are a beltway version of robbing Peter to pay Paul. An example included in a previous version of tax reform was called uh, accrual accounting. I can write it, but I can barely pronounce it. Accrual accounting. And you have to look up this thing like I did. Congress proposed taxing accounts receivables rather than income to make reform more uh, palatable to the Congressional Budget Office, the CBO. Brady has laudably junked this disaster of a provision. There are other things, folks, uh, in the op-ed that I cover, the the controversial border adjustability, meaning if you're importing stuff, increase its price tag so that Americans can compete with the recognition that Americans have a lot more responsibility. Uh, American companies have higher taxes at this point to pay. They have uh, a lot of state, local, federal fees and penalties to pay. And, of course, the standard of living in the United States of America is a lot more expensive than other countries around the globe. So that's what the border adjustment tax is, is the proposed. And I'm not completely sold on it myself, but I think it, it deserves a looking at. But uh, these are all the issues that, that Mr. Brady is going to have to sort through. And we'll talk about some of them, in particular, that whole pay for provision. Those who insist on pay-fors, ladies and gentlemen, those pay-fors are basically saying, well, everything that government says it wants to spend is legitimate. Thus, you must do without, your family must do without, so that Washington won't have to. I despise the concept of pay-fors because basically you and I both know that all the spending that's going on in Washington is not justified. As a matter of fact, there are billions of dollars that are not justified. Talk more about it with Congressman Brady coming up next on the Blaze Radio Network and the Chris Salcedo Show. Be right back. This is the Chris Salcedo Show. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network. 